0: So today in American Conversations, we're not going to talk about issues. We're going to talk about the talent of my colleague, Todd Wood. Todd, in between setting up all of uh, CDM.press and the platforms in Israel and the Balkans and Russia and Miami and in New York and in Georgia, mm-hmm. now I want to share with, uh, with the public that somehow you have found time uh, in the last six years to, to set up, uh, to sit down and to write five books. And you, you have a series of three books, um, about what's Connor's last name?
1: Murray. Uh,
0: Murray. Connor Murray is a series of three books of thrillers and you you have one on Korea. And then what was the fifth book?
1: Uh, the fifth book is a standalone novel called Delta. It's Delta. uh, Okay. mm
0: -hmm. So with your, with your background, having graduated from the U.S. Air Force Academy mm-hmm. and uh, almost two decades on Wall Street mm-hmm. and traveling the world and, and um, dealing with bonds and emerging markets in mm-hmm. 40 countries, currency, I'm going to show it up, currency mm-hmm. is the first of the Connor Murray series. So first of all, how did you find the time?
1: Well, actually, I started writing this book when I was still on Wall Street, so I was commuting in an hour and a half on the train one way, so I had three hours a day to write, so that's literally how I wrote this book, or at least the first. What you just held up was like the second edition that was picked up by the division of Simon & Schuster a a, a couple years ago, Um, so there were several iterations before that, but uh, I wrote it on the train. Um, You know, I was Trading bonds, and I had been in the military. I had seen all the military threats to the U.S., but it really had my eyes opened on the trading desk when we would, uh, I guess, have countries come to us and want to float bonds on the market. We raise money for their country, and there would be no buyers, or there would be buyers that only had interest rate that they couldn't afford. So that really opened my eyes to the risk of financial collapse as well. And you know, we can get into that, but the book was very prescient because exactly what I wrote about in various forms is happening today. So uh, anyway.
0: So I don't want you to give away the plot because I mm-hmm. want people to buy it. Uh, mm-hmm. I want them to buy the series. I want them to buy all five books. So mm-hmm. um, as a writer, mm-hmm. did, did you did you just take the that which you observed and say, okay, fine, I can turn this into a thriller and, and give it a key player?
1: Well, I had been – I had wrote a book back when I was flying for the Air Force, and that ended up – parts of that came out in the last book that I published, uh, the last fiction book uh, called motherland, which is the third in this series. So I've been dabbling at this for a few decades, but when I was trading and, and also in the military too, I I traveled a great deal, as you mentioned. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I would go somewhere and see something or be in some setting and say, wow, this would make a great setting for a scene in a novel. So I'd, I'd start taking pictures. I'd, write things down, you know, how the hibiscus plants bloomed over the sugar plantation on the side of Nevis, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Right. And so I
1: had all these in my computer and literally piles of paper. And I, so I started putting all that together for currency. So that's where a lot of that came from. It's really travel. I think that's important for people to, to see the world and get a feel of how things work elsewhere besides here.
0: Well, you're very descriptive, uh, mm-hmm. and it's very emotional in how you write because, mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 lay out the setting almost like in a movie script mm-hmm. um, for that. So, why did you why did you pick a main character to carry it through? Because, I mean, Connor well, yeah. sounds like he's kind of a very smart guy.
1: Uh, Connor. Well, this currency, the first novel, and each novel is different how it's put together. But currency is actually three stories that kind of two of them in the past and one in the present and they merge mm-hmm. together in the end. So this is, um, you know, so I needed someone to bridge that gap to the past because I had done a lot of, I was on vacation somewhere and I read a book about Captain Cook and that whole scene and what happened there. And, 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 you know, I was knowledgeable with about uh, Hamilton being in Nevis cause I used to trade with the bank in Nevis. So I would go down there often to, to deal with the central bank down there. And so I learned all the history of the sugar plantations and everything, which came out in the the second part of the series called sugar. But so I had all these, uh, you know, historical things that I wanted to tie together to what was happening in the financial markets. And so Connor was like the bridge for all of that to, to come together. Yeah. And the opening of
0: currency, you open up with Hamilton Dime, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. The the first treasurer of the United States. I mean, yeah. So so what do you see happening today that's relative that you saw back in, I guess it was 2018 or 17 when you first? Oh, it was
1: actually before that. But um, so. Everything I wrote about is happening in one form or the other, and my concern at the time was that one we would lose our reserve currency status as the us dollar and people don't understand what wealth that gives the country because we can just print money but if you're trading if your currency is the you know bolivar or whatever you can't just go print bolivars because nobody will buy them so
0: or anything else yeah so it's
1: it's uh that is an immense wealth that we have and goes back to after world war ii and the Bretton woods agreements when they set up the us dollar as the primary trading currency which everybody's trying to get out of now because the idiots in washington well you know this administration is trying to which i didn't foresee this that an american administration would try to destroy the currency and the dollar in the us economy but i did foresee that we were spending irresponsibly and that that would lead to debt that eventually the bond market would realize we don't have the, the ability or the will to pay it off. And so that is when you have the real economic problems because people start, you know, if you go in to get a loan at a bank or for a car and they look at your credit and say, are you able to pay it back? Mm-hmm. And so they, and they decide on interest rates. So they price that interest rate. It's a price for the money you're borrowing. How much it's going right. to cost you? Well, at some point the right now, the Fed is artificially manipulating our bond market to keep prices low, interest rates low. Basically it's free money so they can print as much as they want. But if they lose control of that, which will happen at some point, if we continue down this road, right. it's not, it's just a question of when, not if, then the market will set that interest rate. And if they see that we don't have the ability or the will to pay back the debt, it, you could have, you know, Jimmy Carter could look like the good old days. You know, you could have <laughs> 20% plus interest rates. And that will just strangle the economy. So that's what I was worried about is that interest rate shock and loss of reserve currency. And that coupled with uh, foreign powers that want to destroy us or supplant us uh, using that against us, which is exactly what's happening now with China. And, and, you know, the throw in cryptocurrency and all that, which adds another ripple on it. But that's been a later uh, development.
0: What was the hardest part for you writing a novel?
1: making it long enough <laughs>
0: okay all right so you you you, you did you did, how, how did you start it out did, did uh you i my
1: character? i would always have to go back and increase you know i hate reading novels first of all where you know that like 10 pages are filler and you could just skip it so i i hate that so my it's a very short and it's not short but it's it's a fast read and i had to make it the length it is because before that it was even shorter so i realized that I had to develop the scenes and, and do more to make the book you know, more longer. So that th- that was the hard part. You,
0: you had the plot. You knew where you were going with the storyline. Yeah. It was just a matter of was – it, was it easy for you to develop uh, Connor Murray as a character?
1: Oh, yeah, that was easy. Uh, that that wasn't a problem because I, I had had all this in my mind, and it just kind of came out. It's very strange. <laughs>
0: was it was it uh, was it hard for you to do the uh, conversation part
1: of it? That wasn't hard at all either. But um, you know, it took me a while to professionalize the book to make it uh, you know up to standards for the the book industry um, liturgically or not liturgically, whatever that word is. Um, so so uh, I I went through multiple iterations um, and then you know, there's interest in this for other types of, uh, you know, entertainment. So we'll see what happens, but that's, it's, uh, it was a lot of work. Was it,
0: was it hard for the description? Did you just lay out the pictures and you had the historical sense? The
1: The descriptions were not hard for me because I love books where you can smell what you're reading. You know, you can, you can feel, literally feel what your smell or taste, what, what's happening due to the words on the page. So that, that was easy for me because I I had it um, already there. I just had to put it put it in words.
0: I remember when when I when I wrote uh, Shattered Innocence. I remember my mm-hmm. my old colleague and friend Ted, uh, not Ted, but uh, Ed Turner from CNN. Mm-hmm. A relationship to mm-hmm. Ted, as we always say, he said to me, "Take copious notes for the human trafficking." And I mm-hmm. remember every single night I had a, I had to just go, start from. You know, remember from dawn to dusk. You know exactly mm-hmm. what I saw because, yep. and, and it really, it, it really is hard if you don't if you don't do it when you see it. Yep, you're going to forget the nuances of oh, that. exactly
1: that's why pictures are immensely valuable.
0: Oh yeah, they, abso- so. they absolutely are. Mm-hmm. So, um, th- how long did, did it take you to write these books? For, 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 for the first see, one was I'm probably writing. a
1: year. Uh, you know, the, the second ones, the the follow-ons came quicker. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, I pride myself on endings that people won't see. And I, I would say that all of my books are that way that, that they get to the end. People don't see what's coming. So I like that. I And I like wanting to read a book. You know, it, I hate it when it's hard to get through a book. So uh, I, I strive to give that experience to people that, you know, that feeling of just not wanting to stop reading at two in the morning. So that, that's what I try to do.
0: So you want, them to <laughs> stay, you want them to stay with it to get to the end, to get to exactly. the grit of curiosity. And yes, 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 okay. yes. All right, that, that's, that's good. So um, who is your favorite author?
1: Uh, you know, I loved the old Ludlam books. They were fantastic from a thriller standpoint. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of classics now, all the Russian classics, um, you know, Those writers are just fascinating to me because they're so deep, and you know every sentence has a meaning to it. And even if this is just as a descriptive sentence, I mean, you, it's part of the 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 genius of those people. So, and some of them are
0: long sentences, a lot like D.H. Lawrence. You know, the sentence goes on for a paragraph. You know, yeah, sure, yeah, it is. I I really
1: enjoy the historical writers at this point, Um, but I don't think I have a favorite author at this point.
0: Did you, did you, and when you, uh, other than your editor, who did you take it to that you trusted that you thought your first, your first book? You know, it's very hard to have the first reader do it because you're thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, they're gonna Um, think it's just trash. And, you know, you've devoted so much time to it and effort to it. Who did you trust? Who did you go to?
1: uh, My father had written books, I let him read it, uh, and other friends. Um, But Really, the what I've enjoyed about this is that it's it's taken uh, you know years, but the books are now still selling, you know, starting even more. So that is what I want uh, is is something that's you know throughout time can be still a good read. So and the stuff that I wrote about is like I said is happening now. So they're even more uh, what's the word you know valuable at this point or relevant than before because before it was almost fantastical what would I was writing about, but now it's all happening. So it's, uh, you're seeing a renewed interest in the books, which is really good.
0: So as a pilot, you, you mm-hmm. have to look ahead to the horizon. Is that mm-hmm. how you see the development of the stories that you, that you wrote about? The yeah.
1: I mean, you, you, we have a term of staying ahead of the airplane thinking about what's coming next, you know? And so you're always looking for a place to land if you lose an engine or something like that. So that's, yes. Um, staying ahead of what's happening in the world. And, and I'm writing the fourth in the series now. So, uh, you know, and I don't even know how it's going to end because things just come to me when I see them happening in the world. And so it, it just kind of, and I wasn't ready to do this fourth one for a long time. And finally it's, it's like coming, you know? So you want to
0: share, share what that topic's on or you want to say? Uh,
1: the book is called deep. I mean, it's been in the works for a while. And, uh, I think if I gave away what's happening, it, if you read the other books, you may get to where this is going, but uh, you won't guess the ending, that's for sure. But I mean, it's its uh, it, it, with what's happening in the world today, there's just so much to write about. Oh, the there's,
0: there's a lot of fodder for a script. There's no, yeah. there's no and a novel and, a, and even even a nonfiction. Did, mm-hmm.
1: did
0: you did uh, did you have a certain time of day? that you would write that you felt better to write? I don't write
1: well in the evenings. It's usually in the mornings because my brain is fried after, you know, because other things going on. So I would try to get up early and, you know, somebody told me 2000 words a day for a few months, will get you a novel and that's exactly right. So if you can have that discipline and, uh, and force yourself to write that much every day, then the book will come pretty quickly and then you have to revise it and all that. But I, you know, I, I don't write, I never had an editor that would like cut chunks of the book. I mean, I was more interested in grammatical issues where and mm-hmm. they're like roaches, you can never get rid of them all. It seems like, but um, that, <laughs> it's, it's uh, they're always there, but uh, I'm still finding some today in some of the books, but it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not like voluminous in my, the way I write. So it's not a lot to cut. So it's more of, you know, grammatical stuff.
0: So for young writers, struggling mm-hmm. writers that are out there, when you look back now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what what's the best advice that you can give to somebody who, who, who sees themselves as writing novels?
1: Well, the whole industry has changed, right? I mean, it used to be where you would get an agent and the agent would find you a publisher and, and you lost, you had no control. So today the publishing is just a push of the button. And I came this My books came out during all this turmoil in the industry. So I kind of had to reinvent a lot of ways to get the books out there. Uh, I've had more success just selling them directly on my own than through any kind of publisher because they give you 30 days and, you know, that's it. So there wasn't a lot of help from the professionals. So I guess what I'm saying is if you have a dream, write the first book, write the second, write the third, write the fourth, write the fifth, just keep writing and figure out a way to get your books out you know i used to get up in the mornings at four in the morning i'd drive to the nearby metro north station and set up a little table in the train station and sell books for the people going into new york you know i mean and i'd sell 20 in a morning and but that's how i just it was you know elbow grease just getting it out there and 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 trying to to sell well, the,
0: I, I think for a lot, a lot of um, writers, they don't they 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 want to get the Simon and Schuster's and the big names to get behind them, but then again, they're not the ones that are actually going to push the books. I
1: mean, you know, I, I think that's you have a, to have a
0: PR campaign, and you've got to be able to do so a lot. You have to expect to do a lot of the work yourself.
1: Well, yeah, the pushing the button is is publishing. Now it's the marketing, right? I mean, and they don't do anything for you, so. It, I think of it. You, where, when is the last John Grisham or you know Tom Clancy? Or, and there may be some out there. I don't read a lot of current literature or fiction, but you don't have these huge stars anymore because I think the publishing industry has just lost its way with all the Internet and everything. Everything's changed. So you can do this yourself. You just have to be creative, find your niche, find who you and then there's a book I think it was called "Good to Great." I forget the guy who wrote it and it's about business and you just find what you do really well and do it often, often over and over and over and over again and you'll be successful. so that's the advice I would get is to find a, find your audience, keep writing and, and make keep upgrading the quality in editing and editing and all that you know find a good cover designer and, and, and build it yourself.
0: did you think, did you think uh, 30 years ago you'd ever read a book?
1: I started writing one in my twenties, uh, and then I actually just threw it in the box and never did anything with it for twenty years until I, you know, decided to start writing again. So, like I said, parts of that came out in Motherland, which is the third in this series, um, and that was done by memory because I couldn't find the original manuscript.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a heartbreak.
1: Yeah, well, it was all in my mind. But uh, so, yeah, um, I forgot your question, but
0: no just just you know getting getting and trying to figure out how to do it i mean it's it, you know for people who who have in their mind oh I'd like to write a book i mean mm-hmm. it, it's it's uh i mean did, did you know i mean how young did you know that you that you
1: wanted to write uh 20? 20s i would just see stuff and you know it would and it's been really weird for me. I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night at two or three in the morning and something will be in my brain and I'll write it down. And that's how my books come out. So just an idea will happen. It's like, it's being planted there almost. It's like, boom, here it is. You know. And if
0: you don't get up and write it down, do you forget it? Down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, 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 sometimes I think, I think of a great phrase and then, you know, if I don't turn the light on and write it down, I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I can't, I know it was a great phrase.
1: Mm-hmm. I know
0: topic was, and I can't remember the order of the words.
1: <laughs> no, I completely get that. So but it what's shocking to me is how it's, uh, you know, I didn't like start to write a financial thriller, it was it was put in front of me, which is interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And when and so what's the best compliment you ever had from somebody who read your books? Uh,
1: one person told me early on, I stayed up all night to read it and it should be a movie. So that was the best I've ever had, I think. And then I, the first time I was in the library in some small town somewhere and somebody came up to me and said, aren't you that author? I'm like, what? Okay. Because <laughs> I used to do a lot of media. So on the right. book, I don't do so much anymore because I'm running this company. But uh, back then, a few years ago, I would, I would, I would do a lot of media. Well, we want you to do more media.
0: We want you to do more speaking. We want you to get out there and talk about Connor Murray. We want you to talk about, you know, who he is and why he's doing it. And it should be, a, it should be a series.
1: Working on that. It
0: should be a series. It should be a series. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's where I'm, that's the television producer in me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It should be a series. Cause you've got, you've got a player. Um, you know, who's, who's leading the stories all over the place. Sure. So, Chad, where, where, do, where do people find these books? Because the
1: whole- uh, Well, the, you know, they're everywhere. Every online retailer, retailer every electronic, uh, they're in audio. But the best way for me is to go to ltodwood.com and just uh, order them and we'll sign them for you. And they make great gifts. Uh, you can order the series. We have, you know, uh, package deals on all the the series. Um, and you can find out what's coming next so we have. I have two books that are coming out. One is the fourth in the series called Deep, and then another is a book on the Iranian resistance, which I was fortunate enough to be uh, exposed to uh, early a few years ago in depth. So, writing their history that's taken a lot longer than expected, but working on it.
0: So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna make. Make you promise me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we cover twenty twenty two campaign and we're on the road, mm-hmm. you bring yep. boxes of books so you can, so people know that if they meet you that you're, you've got a boxes of books and they can buy your books.
1: Sure, sure. Well, that, that was we did that uh, event in Maryland recently, and I was surprised how many people were interested.
0: Yes. And people, people had actually, there was a couple of people there. I think who said that they had already read your book. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, uh, so, all right. So this is public. This is a deal. This, you can't go back from this thing. You're going to travel covering the 2022 campaign, doing more American conversations on the road. Todd Wood currency is the first one we're going to talk about. It's about money folks. You need to get your money in order. And if they're going to lose your money, it's important. So this is a thriller. And but it's based upon observations by a man who spent almost twenty years on Wall Street.
1: Thank you, Christine.
0: All right, and we're going to do some more reviews of the other books, okay? Because we're going to sell Connor Murray. That's a deal. <laughs> deal. Okay. Thanks. A lot. Thanks Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye.